in brightest day, in blackest night. No evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's life. Pretty cool, huh? Hi, everybody. I'm Chad Bokelman. I'm Mark Marble. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 203. More movie talk. Um, <laughs> and before you guys freak out, no, we don't plan on doing movie talk every single time there's some announcement about a movie. The only reason we're doing it because we had our big episode and then, what was it, a week? A week later? Yeah, I think a week later the Ultron trailer came out yeah. along with the Doctor Strange talk. And we had t- you and I had talked about t- throwing that in at the end of uh, the the last Kyle episode, but we opted not to, which was a really good call on your part, Chad, so I'll give you full credit for that because as it turned out, we would have been back in the same boat again with the, you know, with all the Civil War, the excuse me, all the Phase 3 official slotting and announcements of movies, and then, of course, extra footage came out besides the Ultron trailer, which actually kind of give it more context, I think. Right. So it kind of made sense that we that we revisited it, but it also makes, it's kind of reinforces a good decision, but uh, made by Chad to w- wait a little bit before go- going into any of the Ultron stuff. Yeah, and it's just too big a news uh, directly relating to an episode we did like <laughs> not that long ago at all. Uh, so we kind of con- consider it like a compendium or a uh, an, an addition to that 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 uh, episode. Plus, since that's a uh, you know small amount of topic, we're going to go ahead and throw in the Twitter and Facebook feedback. And we did get one really long email, so if right, I did notice that. Are we going to do that one too? Well, if, we if, if we well, if we have time after Twitter and Facebook, we'll we'll play it by ear. Because we know the Godhead episode probably will be probably will be long, but we could surprise ourselves because sometimes we do like six or five episode reviews, and it doesn't it, it still only ends up being an hour and a half. So, yeah. and plus, once we get caught up, if we get caught up on all the Twitter stuff now, even with a couple of emails, you know, we could probably still fit that in potentially with the Godhead thing too. So, so yeah, so I, it should, it should be an interesting episode, even though of course this won't have as, other than the feedback, this won't have as much Green Lantern stuff, at least as the other movie episode we just, or the, not just the movie episode, but the, uh, as I'm drawing a blank, the whole multimedia and whole, everything related to comic books and DC and the whole TV, everything, the whole entertainment episode, probably the best way to describe it, that this won't have as much related or tied to Green Lantern. But I know there are a bunch of people out there, if not more, that are Marvel fans. And there are a lot of, and since it's, like Chad said, this is all pretty big stuff. So trying to be topical, too, it kind of didn't make a lot of sense to push this off and not deal with it. So yeah. we, we think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> well, you want to head things off? All right, so I think what we'll do is we'll this probably the best best way to do this I think because last time we kind of went through a calendar of every movie, including fitting the Marvel. You know, most of these Marvel movies weren't really in, we didn't have names for them. There were some that were slotted in, you know, the unannounced Marvel movie. But now we actually know what pretty much pretty much all of these are. So I think we're just going to go back through just the Marvel movies that they announced and the release date because some some of the release dates have changed too, or at least one. In particular, uh, so the so obviously we know Avengers comes out, Age of Ultron comes out next May, and then Ant Man comes out in July. That pretty much they didn't really delve they didn't delve much into as far as a 
release schedules or any major announcements related to those two movies really onto themselves, other than the footage for Ultron, which we'll talk about soon. But the first movie they they, they really dealt with was the one that comes the big one that comes out in May of 2016, which is the the official announcement of uh, Captain America three being Civil War, and that now it's a done deal as it was almost a done deal before, but now it is that Robert Downey Jr. will co-star with uh, Chris Evans in Captain America Civil War. That is, all, that is also now supposed to be the f- movie that we see the first full appearance of Black Panther in. Uh, Wakanda is going to be probably, and we'll talk about this more with the trailer too, Wakanda probably will be referenced in the Age of Ultron for the first time. But Black Panther is supposed to appear for the first time on screen, at least full-fledged, in Civil War. There's also rumors that there's going to be other members of the current Avengers team in that movie. But that we can also talk about that with, with uh, Age of Ultron because that might relate to the ending. Uh, November 4th, 2016 is Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, we, when we talked last time, it was pretty clear. It's been no secret that Marvel's been, you know, beating the drums for Doctor Strange for a while. We know earlier in the year, Joaquin Phoenix was supposed to be the guy they were going for. I'm kind of glad that it's not Joaquin yeah, Phoenix. Me too. That Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, who's known for Sherlock, he's known for it's playing Khan. Yeah, playing Khan in The Last Star Trek, among other things, the voice of Smaug in, in the Hobbit trilogy. That he had, again, it's not, it's not a 100% signed sealed delivered deal because as they pointed out during their conference during the presser uh, when Marvel announced all this that if it was absolutely signed sealed delivered he would have been there and they would have introduced him but the mere fact that Marvel brought this up and it let, let you know they either leaked it themselves or they pretty much allowed it to leak following the whole Joaquin Phoenix dalliance you pretty much can say that it's much like Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War that they wouldn't have allowed, allowed this to come out and not with any denial or anything if they didn't really think it was going to be a, a done deal. Plus, the rumor was he was, he was in final negotiations. And I, don't, and I don't think Joaquin Phoenix was ever in final negotiations, just the initial negotiations. So that will be November 4th, 2016. Guardians of the Galaxy, which was originally supposed to be in July of 2017, the sequel, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, has now been moved up to May 5th, 2017. Which again shows you number one, they prob- the faith that they have in Guardians of the Galaxy at this point to move it up to a May release. That's it's amazing how far that that's come, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. from being from being a not being a more a more of a risky proposition not that long ago to now they kind of think it's like money in the bank, so they moved it up to five five twenty seventeen. Thor basically slides in Thor Ragnarok, which I'm interested in, especially if they follow the. They actually plan on following the mythological aspects of using that name. Thor Ragnarok falls into the July 28, 2017 spot, basically the spot that Guardians once had. So the good news about having a Thor 3 is we can, especially with that title, you can pretty much take it, take it to the bank. We're going to see more Loki along with more Thor, which is always more fun. <laughs> Definitely Loki. They, can, they already confirmed that. Yeah, you can't have, you can't have too much Tom Hiddleston. November 3rd, 2017 is Black Panther. Again, Black Panther is something that we've kind of known they've been building towards for a while. Uh, They did announce Chadwick Boseman, who's already been Jackie Robinson and James Brown. Now he will be T'Challa. 
in the Black Panther movie. So that cool. That should be interesting. Um, we then we we go into the big the first big one, which is May fourth, twenty eighteen, which is the Avengers: Infinity War Part One. The fact that the uh, that's the May fourth release in twenty eighteen isn't a surprise because that follows the three year pattern that so far has existed of every three years an Avengers movie. Probably the biggest. Biggest surprise only because it's such a short turnaround, though it's probably going to be because they're going to film it back-to-back, I'm sure, is that Part 2 of the Infinity War will come out in May of 2019. There had been rumors of going around for, for at least a month or two that, the event, that they were going to do Avengers 3 basically in two parts, and now this they actually confirmed that. So, But the first part of uh, Infinity War will be May 4th, 2018, Captain Marvel, otherwise known as Ms. Marvel, since it's going to be the Carol Danvers version, that she is going to her movie, her solo movie comes out July 6th, 2018. Wow. Because that's a long time because uh, the rumor is that uh, she will be the cameo guest appearance at the uh, in the end credits of uh, Age of Ultron. And we can talk about that in a second. We can talk if we can talk about that now, even though when we can circle back. No, I'm, I'm talk just, about I'm just, I'm just. No, it's okay. It. It's fine. It's no, no, it's because the reason why because that is something that I, yes, there are, there certainly are rumors that's going to be true, but a lot of things that I've also have heard is that there's a lot of internal debate at Marvel whether because she's such a even though they definitely are moving away from origin stories, they've kind of made that. They haven't made a secret about that. That their goal is not to be telling origin stories for the most part going forward. That the characters we're going to see are already as they as we will come to see them, and just kind of skipping out the origin. They're already the fully developed character. But because of Captain, because of I guess because of her power set and because of her importance to what they're building, there has been some internal debate whether just throwing her in as, as a cameo or at the end of the Avengers: Age of Ultron is a good enough or proper introduction for her. So I, so that rumor is there, and it still might happen. I don't think it's set in stone that they're going to do that because they're still kind of kind of going back and forth that maybe she needs a bigger role and to do more to introduce her because of her powers and what they want to do with her. But but that we'll, we'll come back to that when we talk about the Avengers trailer too because relating to the some of the rumors about it. So that was July 6th, 2018. The Inhumans comes out November 2nd, 2018. That one's not really that much of a surprise either because there had been rumors about the Inhumans. I guess it will be interesting to see if Vin Diesel is actually in the Inhumans since he kind of hinted that he might be not that long ago, that he might have a role in the Inhumans. Which would be really funny if they all, when everybody comes together seemingly in, in the Infinity War because you could have two characters, one, one, one kind of – one voice by, one voice by Vin Diesel, and one not voiced by Vin Diesel if he's Black Bolt. <laughs> but and so that and then it brings us back to the Infinity War Part Two, which is May third, twenty nineteen. That was the last of the official announcements. They did deal with the Spider-Man speculation, which was really not. A, they didn't add anything new to it, but they also didn't deny it. They pretty much just said, "Well, if we didn't, if we didn't, if we didn't." confirm anything that is that it's either a rumor or it's not set in stone yet about that was their general statement so it doesn't mean that they're not negotiating for to get with sony for spider-man it just means that there's nothing that they can announce yet there were no there were no hulk movies and no black widow movies and the one good thing about plotting out all these avengers movies is thank god that we 
because this is more of a fan base thing, I think, even though it might have been Latino Review that started this a few years ago or someplace. But at least now we can put to bed this whole World War Hulk thing for a while because people have been going back to, oh, they want to use Doctor Strange because of World War Hulk. They have had bigger plans for Doctor Strange for a while, and it never made any sense based on their time frame that how they could do World War Hulk because they had to fit Thanos in at some point. You know, you couldn't keep kicking the can down the line. <laughs> so... So let me shut up for a second. Say what you – I didn't mean to interrupt you, Chad. Oh, well, there was a rumor that was posted today, I think. LL Cool J? No. Um, this is uh, in regards to Sony. Um, remember we had talked about – I told you about my source about uh, Spider-Woman? Yes. Uh, the headline from Screen Rant today, Rumor Patrol, Spider-Man female superhero team-up movie in the works. Um so it says, uh, let's see, uh, something about, where is it at? Um, okay, so uh, Badass Digest has published a new report stating that Sony isn't just considering making a female superhero movie. The studio wants to make a female superhero team-up movie. The project apparently has uh, the rather on-the-nose working title Glass Ceiling. Glass Ceiling. And would bring together <laughs> female Spider-Man characters like Black Cat Silver Sable, Spider-Woman, and Silk. So pretty much everybody we had talked about before who possibly could have been. Yep, except for Silk, which wasn't mentioned before. Oh, that's right, Silk wasn't mentioned. It was uh, it was the pseudo-maybe uh, Firestar that was mentioned, wasn't it? Yes. <clears throat> so there's that. Uh, I, I, the only reason I mention it is because uh, of the four characters they mentioned, three of the ones I told you was possible. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, but we kind of knew. Well, with Black Cat, we we knew Black Cat was this was a even without you know the inside track you know information that you had. We knew Black Cat was going always going to be a serious right. contender because of the fact that she's actually been in a movie, even though we didn't see her in her costume. The character was in Amazing Spider-Man too, and then it would make sense that Spider Woman would be another one that they would con- they would consider. It makes yeah, it makes it makes sense whether they'll ever do whether this movie ever sees the light of day is another story. Yeah. Uh, I, like a lot of things with the, their Spider-Man franchise, it's uh, even working under the assumption that they have the full rights to Spider-Woman and everything else. I don't know if we're ever going to see a lot of these movies, um, but who knows? Maybe maybe their spirits will be buoyed by, uh, or their fortunes will be anyway if they if they do sign a deal with Marvel to be able to you know to have the crossover. Maybe they're hoping that, that maybe they're hoping that as cool as it would be for Marvel to be able to use them also that they'll get it like a they'll get a bigger windfall from having more more interest back in their in their universe. Yeah. But related to, with related to that too, part part of the there's also talk that that Doctor the, the introducing Doctor Strange into the cinematic universe is a way to deal potentially with other dimensions and alternate uh, universes or parallel universes. Which was also some people speculate, which might be the way that they can, though they're going to work in like Sony Spider-Man and other characters, that they don't necessarily have to say they're all existing in the same same universe, but there but there may be a way to cross, you know, do parallel universes. So and Doctor Strange would obviously be a very easy gateway into into that. So, but there was definitely definitely a lot of news. There, they introduced Chadwick Boseman um, as Black Panther. He was there with Chris Evans and and Robert Downey Jr. So it was there were there were a lot. So that was the that was the news related to the the actual 
movie talk. The, the LL Cool J, I think I mentioned, was because I read something today that said that he supposedly uh, tweeted her that that basically he was going to be in. He was joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but there were no specifics about that. So some people think he's just kind of BSing, and some people think, oh, maybe you know he's going to be play a role in Black Panther, or but things will. We'll see. I mean, the odds the odds are it's not just like fishing for a job because I don't think that would be a smart way to go. <laughs> but you never know. Um, so that so that's with that. You know that touches upon all the announced movie dates and releases so then we have the so they also so they showed it they did show the trailer for a teaser teaser super teaser for the infinity war which really didn't show much correct chad yeah (laughs) that we hadn't seen before the only only new footage being uh of the uh infinity gauntlet with all the gems in it and uh thanos wearing it yep that's about it. it. Everything else was just made up of footage that we've already seen from other movies, including Guardians of the Galaxy, which furthers the notion that you know Guardians of the Galaxy are going to be in the Infinity War, which makes sense because back not, not that long ago, people were talking about oh, the, the Marvel was building towards this big project where pretty much all their characters were going to be in it, and a lot of people figured it was going to possibly be Civil War, even though when you think about it, the only movie that seemingly has any that has any absolute guaranteed ties to the concept of Civil War is Cap 3. So it, I kind of suspect that the big thing that they're talking about with everybody coming together is going to be you know, the Infinity War. That will be pretty much where they'll put all their cinematic characters and maybe even some of their TV characters together. Right. So. Um, I'm a, yeah, TV, TV would be interesting. I wonder if, uh, if uh, they... Uh, if they would include the Netflix stuff in that, I think they might. Yeah, I guess I guess Infinity War is far off, far out enough for it to them to test the waters to see how people react to that before they decide if they want to include it or not. Plus, a lot of those aren't those characters are all street level anyway. Pretty much, because what you have Daredevil and you're going to have what Luke Cage, right? Isn't he part of it? Uh, yes, and Jessica Jones or something like that, the Defenders. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I guess, uh, are there any other street-level characters they're going to be making a movie about? A movie? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I mean, I don't know if there's any other, I don't know if there's any other rumors going around about. Yeah. I thought, I thought there was, I thought there was, I, if I'm correct, I thought there was uh, one date, maybe on the original schedule we had talked about that they did not announce a movie for so there might have been one date that their stills was was not filled but i could be wrong i i thought i read i saw some comments about that that there was a one date that technically the, the announcement of phase three did not completely uh resolve but maybe that they're leaving it open for something else or they have an idea or they just want to stake stake the date again just to flip the bird to dc again who knows <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so let's go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say so we so they showed so we saw that they showed extra footage which from the Age of Ultron which again is not new from the point of view that we had heard about it before but it was not part of the original trailer though they kind of tacked it on to begin the trailer for when they were going to show it on on Agents of Shield. And do you want you want to describe that footage the 
Before the trailer, that you wanted the the extra with the oh yeah yeah um, with the hammer and all the stuff, and then we'll get into the trailer. Yeah, so so the footage opens up with uh, with someone talking about uh, or tr- trying to quote the the inscription on on Mjolnir. You know, uh, whosoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. But you know, it's it's Hawkeye trying to say it, but stumbling over it. Uh, Thor sets it down on the table. While all the uh, Avengers are around, um, this includes all the Avengers we saw in uh, the Avengers movie. It also includes uh, Rhodey, uh, uh, War Machine. It also, or Iron Patriot, however you want to call him now. <laughs> I think he's back to War Machine, yeah. I think. Uh, and uh, Maria Hill. Uh, were there any others? It's just those two. I believe so. I think those were the only ones present in the room. Right. So, um, uh, so uh, they, they they start. Tony Stark stands up and you know says something about can you know if I pick it up can I rule Asgard or something like that. Uh, yep. He grabs it, can't pull it. Says I'll be right back. It flashes, quick cut to him with his uh, Iron Man gauntlet, uh, and he's trying to pick it up. And then him and Rhodey both get hands on it, try and pick it up. Cap tries to pick it up and sl- ever so slightly budges it. I don't think Cap knows he does, but Thor clearly sees it kind of move, move just a, a little bit. Um, and he gets this really serious concern on his face, this this, this look of concern on his face. Um, and then you know, Cap can't pick it up. Uh, they uh, Black Widow says that's not a question she needs answered, and then uh, Ultron uh, appears in the room. Uh, I guess Ultron Mark One because he looks different uh, later on in the trailer. Yeah, he can barely walk at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so. So so we del- so let's delve in. Want to delve into the let's delve into the trailer. And then we can talk about the the Tony Steve footage, and then we can a- analyze the trailer. Does yeah. that sound like a plan? Yeah, sure. So we so the trailer begins. You kind of well, they, I don't know if we need to step by step with the trailer, but no. but intro. But what's interesting with the trailer, we see some scenes of destruction. We hear Ultron's voice, which is kind of interesting unto itself. Uh, he, we, we see intra- we see Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver before seemingly there's Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver protesting. I'm going again, trying not to do, get too much analysis now. I'm going to assume they're going to be protesting something, something, be- so protesting the Avengers in some way. Some of the maybe some of the destruction, something because they're supposedly not going to be obviously pro Avenger to start with in, in this movie. We see we see some of the scenes that uh, from that party again. We see Ultron again quoting quoting Pinocchio about you know how they're how, how all the Avengers basically that you know they're pup they're puppets on they're puppets on strings. We see Ultron at some point bathed seemingly in vibranium since they can't really use adamantium. But it seems like he's bathing himself in vibranium, which will which builds him towards the final look that we get a reveal at the at the very end of the trailer. We see the Hulk and squaring off against Iron Man in his Hulkbuster armor, which is pretty cool. And it's pretty cool that Iron Man is wearing is basically Iron Man is wearing his regular suit inside the Hulkbuster suit, which makes sense to me. I think that makes perfect sense. We see a lot of. A lot of desolation in this trailer. A lot of depressing things in this trailer. We see, you know, Bruce Banner running, like running through the snow, looking disheveled. We see him. We see all the Avengers looking pretty much like they've been, you know, they've run, 
they've gone through hell, including when Bruce is sitting there pretty much like curled up into a ball, like on their plane. We have flashbacks and flat. We have flashbacks and flash forwards. It would seem we see Cap in World War Two. We see ballerinas dancing, which seems to tie into Natasha. We see Thor being basically in a, in a almost like a, a pool of water or a bath, and he's and he's extremely extremely upset. We do get glimpses of Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver and their powers, and we also see the. I'm trying to think of them touching on all the high points. And we also see the the reveal of Captain America's shield destroyed. It looks like Thor is laid out next to him. And then we have the big reveal of by Ultron finishing the Pinocchio quote that there are no strings on me. And we get the full-on reveal of Ultron in his final incarnation. Uh, you missed uh, Thor picking up Tony by the throat. Oh, yeah, that is that is true. And that is true. That was a major part. I, I apologize. And and Tony saying about, you know, this this is the end, the end of the path that I started us on. Yeah. That. So when I, when I first heard the trailer... More even more than when I saw it, and some people have picked up on this. Other than you know, I'm not the only one who's picked up on this, but not everyone has. I think a lot of it depends on how much you, how much knowledge and you, and how much you have invested in James Spader's voice. If you can recognize James Spader's voice as easily as I think most people could recognize Liam Neeson's, then maybe it didn't impact people the same way. When I watched that trailer the first time, especially when he's talking about, you know. Sp- the first couple of lines he says in the trailer, especially the two words in particular, like when he says, "I'm gonna show you something beautiful," and it's like, it's like you want to protect the you want to protect the world, but you don't want it to change. Just the way he the acts the the accent, the way he accentuates and changes the pronunciation of beautiful and change in mid kind of in mid word reminded me of Heath Ledger's Joker. Yes. Some people don't hear it. To me, if if you if you don't watch the trailer, you just listen to it and you hear those first. And he doesn't sound like that at the end when he's talking about the no strings on me part. But if you listen to that beginning of that trailer, like I said, especially those two words, beautiful and change. And I didn't say it as well that time, but change. Just the way he that the inflection in those two words. Just as soon as I heard it, it's, it's like he sounds like Heath Ledger's Joker. Which, in either way, and even though it pro- his voice does progress and get a little more metallic-y at the end, to me it still didn't sound like Ultron. But maybe we'll grow in, you know, maybe we'll grow into it. But I'm glad, I'm glad you heard that too, because I, like I said, I know a bunch of people who have, and I also know a bunch of people who didn't hear it. But again, some of those people I think like watch the Blacklist a lot and are really in, in but probably have a much better knowledge factor or being able to pick up, you know, James Spader's voice. You know, just like that. So that was the first thing. That was the first thing that I noticed, at least when I when I heard it. And then the thing that I don't know. I think it was the overall tone of the trailer. Yeah, I guess part. That's what I noticed. That it was you know very dark, as some people have pointed out, very Empire Strikes Back esque. And I also felt almost sepia toned. Yes, that's well. See, I think this is when we get into the. I think there's a reason for that, and that's what I. When we, I want to get into that in a second. That I think some of the thing, well, we can just do it now for the most part. Yeah. But actually, let's talk about. Well, I'm, I, w- I want to tie that extra footage in with, with Tony and uh, Steve before we really rip, we dig into this trailer because there are some things in it. The, the the conversation they have is very important, I think, to understanding, uh, analyzing this trailer and what we see because I think there are some things we see 
that we think are going to happen maybe in this movie, but I don't think they are. I think there's a, there are some scenes. And the scene that the extra scene that Chad and I are talking about, there was a scene they showed during the the Marvel press event, which was basically Tony and Tony Stark and Steve Rogers chopping wood, and they're having a discussion, and it's clearly after something, something major has happened between them. And it's the scene is cool. It's hard to get all the dialogue from, but I have a transcript from it, so it's not very long. So this is this is what happens during their conversation as they're chopping wood. Tony Stark. Thor didn't say where he was going for answers. Steve. Sometimes my teammates don't tell me things. I was kind of hoping Thor would be different. Tony. Yeah, give me time. I mean, give him time. We don't know what the Maximoff kid showed him. I don't know what she showed you. I just know what had made you do something stupid. Earth's Mightiest Heroes pulled us apart like cotton candy. Now it's back to Tony. Steve. Seems like you walked away all right. Is that a problem? Tony, I don't trust a guy without a dark side. Call me old-fashioned. Steve, let's, well, let's just say you haven't seen it yet. Tony, Banner and I were doing the research. Steve, that would affect the team. Tony, that would end the team. Isn't that the mission? Isn't that the reason why we fight? So we can end the fight, so we get to go home. And that really pisses Steve Rogers off because he, rip, he grabs a log and he rips it apart with his bare hands and he goes to Tony. Every time someone tries to win a war before it starts... Innocent people die every time, and that's the end of the footage. And Tony, you can see Tony thinking and thinking over what Steve says. And the reason why I think the, this the dialogue in this is very important is because going back to, to like what uh, how you would you know, the sepia how you how you described it and that was accurate. I think the images we see in the trailer that are that color and that shading those are those are visions that Wanda shows. The Avengers. The Wanda shows the Avengers visions. I don't know if it's, no pun intended, but vision in Wanda. Whether it's set in stone that it's going to happen or it has happened, but I think she can show them images of the future or the past depending on where their mind is. Steve gets a vision of the past, which is why we see that scene in World back in, back in World War II, because that's basically where Steve is. Most of the time, really, in, in his soul, he's in the past. Natasha, that would tie into the the ballerina, but she used to be. That would tie into her past. Thor, I believe, saw something of the future. We don't really see what Thor sees. We just see him kind of reacting. Tony gets a vision of the future, which I think shows the Avengers being destroyed and being defeated, which is, I believe, the scene we see at the end with Thor shield, Thor's ha- Thor beaten, Cap shield broken. There's a chance Cap shield could get broken in this movie because, obviously, with Wakanda and Vibranium, it could be fixed. But just because... All- just because Ultron is made of vibranium doesn't mean he could also crush vibranium. But I think that's an image that Wanda shows Tony. And it's not even a vision of Ultron. I think it's a vision from the Infinity War. I think that's basically how the Infinity War Part 1 is really going to end. It's going to end kind of like on a cliffhanger. But I think that's the vision she shows him. And it's because of that vision that he really he gets the whole you know, robotic police Ultron program underway. And that's what and that's what Steve means saying that I don't know what she showed you. I just know that it made you do something stupid. That basically in a reaction to the vision she showed Tony, that's why he moved ahead with the robotic police force that he was trying that he tries to use to try to give the Avengers a break so they don't need to be what they're doing or do what they're doing all the time. 
So, and that's, I think, what Tony means when he's talking about Banner and I were doing the research, talking about doing the research on, on that project. Mm. So, so that's why I think a lot of the stuff we see in the, that's why, obviously, based on that, based on that theory that, that the different, that the different colors show, you know, the visions, then clearly Tony, the, the whole Hulk and Hulkbuster thing is not a vision of the, you know, it's an actual something that happens in the movie for whatever reason. But Bruce Banner being so shot to hell is probably because he saw a vision of the future too, and you can kind of imagine what vis- or playing on his fears anyway, because you know what you know what Bruce's vision probably would be with, related to the Hulk, you know, being out of control and just destroying everything too. So well, there was also the when people ask what the Hulk's role in Age of Ultron is, Mark Ruffalo said something about um, not only is Banner scared of you know the big guy. But the big guy is scared of Banner. That's true too. Yeah, that is because it also factors in when you think about how because I know this is related to the whole Captain Marvel thing, Ms. Marvel thing, is that for a while now the speculation has been, the rumors have been that by the time this movie ends, whether it's a mid-credit scene, after-credit scene, that we're going to see basically a second team of Avengers formed by Steve. That there's going to that after the events of Age of Ultron and everything that comes to pass, you know, kind of like if Tony has, you know, if really this is all because of Tony, his making the the Evers. We we know how these things work out. Certainly in movies, that when you try to fight your fight your fate or try to avoid your destiny, you kind of basically help bring it about. Kind of like Anakin and Padme and all the thing that whole kind of spiel too. That whole kind of concept that if Tony pretty much, you know, trying to make life easier for the Avengers and maybe and whatever his noble attempt, you know, his intentions were, that ends up creating all this destruction and all these problems that's pro- that it may, that it, the rumor is it's going to split the team apart. So who's going to be on, to- on, to- on Steve's team? There's a lot of speculation about it. You probably assume Thor would more, be more, not just because the comic book uh, relationship, but even the movie relationship, you would kind of think, Thor and Tony, Thor, excuse me, and Steve would always have more in common. But part of the reason why the, the Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel thing comes back in is because there were t- talks that she was going to be on Steve's team, and that's when she was going to be introduced. But that scene also supposedly hasn't been shot yet because they don't necessarily know who they're going to put on whose team yet. Because you don't know how they're going to do it. Are they going to basically take the original Avengers and people who – and just kind of come up with their logical opposite like Black Widow on – let's say Black Widow on Cap's team and Hawkeye and Tony's team, Thor and, Thor and Hulk on opposite teams, which would make sense just from a – you know, just from your classic superhero team up versus villain team you know, confrontation, your, di- your, your direct opposite. Are they going to do stuff like that? One of the things I think – and I'm glad we didn't see this yet, is the vision. Because I'm really inter- interested in seeing how the vision is going to factor into this. Is the vision going to be entirely an Ultron creation? Which I doubt. Is he going to be kind of like following literally in, in his true father's footsteps, his moder- his final father's footsteps in Tony Stark, and basically taking a project that Tony Stark was working on but hadn't quite gotten that far yet, and trying almost which because the rumor is also is that Tony, he didn't develop or create this Ultron concept or this this robotic police force concept that more or less it was developed 
or created previously, maybe by his father. I think it would be kind of cool if it was maybe with his father and a young Hank Pym. That'd be kind of cool because you still have the you still have you would still have the roots to say that in a way Ultron's father was still Hank Pym, even though it was the origin is different. But if Tony built on somebody else's original idea and tech, then maybe Ultron to, to try to prove that he's better than his quote unquote father will take another project Tony Stark was working on and try to finalize it, and make and that's and how that's how the vision might come to be. It'd be nice in a way if he would you know. Dig, find the body of the original Human Torch, which we did see, you know, which we did see in back in Cap, First Avenger, in a in a case. But I doubt they're going to go that route to to be that true to the Vision's original origin, or whether the Vision's just going to be a, a like a failsafe that Tony has, a project that he, he that he never finished before that he does, you know, to try to deal with Ultron. Vision's what's going to defeat Ultron. Oh, I I agree. The que- the question is how, and nor because normally you would think that try to stick true to his origins which is that he's not not by choice he's kind of like in a way forced to be bad by Ultron and then he sees the error of his ways and he comes back the only thing that makes me think they might not do that with the vision is because they're kind of going to do that with uh, Wanda and Pietro because they're starting off on the bad side because because which we didn't say in the trailer is that there's a scene of the finalized Ultron in mid trailer with the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver behind him so at that point, that you know, at that point, the the Maximoff twins are not pro Avengers. They're not on the. They're they seemingly switch gears somewhere during the course of the movie. What about that so one scene where Quicksilver is on the is is going super fast, but on a train or something with Cap? Yeah, it's like a bus or something. Yeah. Who who is the other person? It's hard to see because it doesn't you look like vi- it doesn't look like Quicksilver is fighting Cap. Because everything's happening too slow, and everybody, no, everybody it's, else. No, it's either Ultron or an Ultron bot. Okay. It's either it's actually either Ultron or one of his or one of his robots that that Quicksilver is flying super fast through, or running super fast through to save Cap. Okay, so, so he's be... saving Cap, not fighting against him. Because no, it's hard to yeah, tell. Yeah, that scene. I think that scene is from yeah, from later in the movie when they've already kind of like realized they're 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 back in the wrong horse. What I would kind of think, what I would what I think would be really cool, though I don't necessarily think they'll do it. Is that if you want to follow the idea that maybe Ult- that Ultron is kind of based on like Tony Stark's brainwaves, kind of that way, that because if you take away all t- all of Tony Stark's redeem whatever redeeming qualities Tony Stark has and all his humanity and just deal with his intellect and his ego, that you probably would get Ultron. So if he's based on Tony Stark's brain patterns, it'd be really cool if the Vision was. Because we know in the comic books, the vision was based on someone else's brain patterns, a human's brain patterns. Obviously, it won't be Wonder Man because there is no Wonder Man. I think it would kind of be cool if it was designed as a failsafe that if Tony Stark kind of developed him using Cap's brainwaves, which would also be cool if not just because it would it would kind of add to the whole Tony Steve dynamic between you know that we're going to see play out. And plus, it would also make a hell of a choice for the Vision if he had to choose teams, because he's his father is technically Tony Stark, but his soul kind of w- is really would be Steve Rogers. But it'd be pretty cool when Ultron's fighting the Vision, because in a way you kind of have a proxy war, almost like a Cold War satellite state war that we that we, we used to see tons of between allies of the U.S. and the USSR duking it out, even though the main two combatants, the main the main superpowers, never fought each other. That you would have the first battle in a way between Tony Stark and Iron Man with a duke out between the vision and Ultron. I don't think they'll do that, but I think it would kind of be a cool, a cool idea if they did that. So, um, 
I know I've been monop- monopolizing this. Give me some of your thoughts. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, when I mentioned sepia tone, I also think that the now I'm not saying it fits into your theory, but um, the I don't know. Maybe it's taking place in twilight or in a desert type setting because, like, I know um, my grandparents live out in Big Spring, Texas. Uh, that place experiences a lot of. Uh, a lot of dust storms and uh, sandstorms during the during the summer and stuff. Um, so you know, a lot of the buildings they don't bother putting you know thick coats of shiny uh, you know blue or green paint on them. Everything's you know everything's going to get dirty anyway, so it's all tan. Uh, so I'm wondering if the battle between Hulk and Thor, I mean Hulk and Iron Man, takes place uh, in in a desert like a setting where you know it's shiny and everything around them is tan or but that's what i meant by sepia toned that that even it felt like the colors weren't as sharp as they could be and and i'm not talking about the leaked trailer that well i'm talking about the hd one that that, right. that marvel put out even in hd it seemed like the reds were dulled on on uh, Iron Man's armor. The the greens were kind of washed out a little bit on Hulk's skin. You know, it, maybe. I mean, I think. Well, they're fighting in a city scene. Yeah. So that so it can't be a true desert because they are fighting on the city scene because no, I just, I just I just I just mean desert environment. Yeah, because because that's that's what I mean. Big Spring yeah. Big Spring has a city, you know, a downtown area, but all the buildings are tan because it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I would have to go. I would have to go back and watch again to see if I noticed that in in the Hulk Iron Man thing. To me, that I did not notice a huge color. A lot of the trailer is dark. Yeah, that's true. And I didn't know, but I didn't notice that. I thought that was the part that actually stood out as being super colorful, which is why if if you're going back to uh, again looking at the rest of the trailer and, and adding in some of the dialogue, you know, about you know what. We, we don't know what the Maximoff kid showed him, and, you know, we don't know what she showed you. But obviously, you know, she's been showing people visions that I think that's explained some of the different – some of the off-color <clears> – some of the off-color in the trailer. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, to me, that – the stuff with the Hulk and Iron Man seems pretty crisp. And, again, that's one of the reasons why, based on all the other ev- – all the other evidence, I think, that's that, – to me, anyway, that I'm putting together, that seems to fit. That I don't think that's I don't think that's a vision. I think that for whatever reason they are actually they are actually fighting. Um, <clears throat> um yeah. So I'm not. It's, of course, it's not impossible that you know whatever vision she shows uh, Bruce Banner ends up leading to him becoming the Hulk at a certain point or soon after, and then they end up having that fight. But that, that's what I think, and, that, and I think that's I think that while. We've all seen even the artwork of the Avengers being defeated and everything, and I don't, and especially and especially now that we know that the Infinity War is going to be two movies, especially that we know based on based on big threats, you know Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet is a hell of a lot bigger threat and bigger challenge than than Ultron, as powerful and smart as Ultron is, and now that we've pretty much been confirmed that you know the Wanda's power, at least one of her abilities in the movies is going to be able to you know throw people off kilter or show them visions of the, you know, of the, seemingly of the past and the future because they're tying it into Cap. <clears throat> the t- Tony was pretty pretty disturbed in a way that Cap wasn't really, th- you know, 
he wasn't disturbed by his image, but because seemingly Cap was shown something that was pleasant to him. So maybe it does depend on your level of fear, too, if you deal with a character that doesn't have as much fear in them or just that your image might not be so bad. You might actually see something relatively pleasant. So I think... <clears throat> So I think it's clear that that those images have a big impact on the Avengers because they're because again going back to that line that that Steve says that you know Earth's mightiest heroes pulled up pulled us apart like cotton candy. So, but I I think it's interesting. I think the trailer, especially with the with, with the other things that we saw, it kind of makes more sense. I think you can analyze it a little bit more. So I do think some of those images that we've seen of the again of the Avengers all being defeated are not necessarily going to be. Or things that we're going to see down the road, not necessarily going to see in this movie. And that's that's what I think. I think it's from the Infinity War. <clears throat> um, definitely uh, looking forward to to Ragnarok, just because I'm a big Thor fan. Um, oh yeah, so am I. I'm glad they're going that route because just by the mere choice of titles alone makes and and the hint that they're going to try to follow the mythological story that. That makes me interested onto itself. I mean, Dark World was not fantastic <clears throat> by any stretch of the, the imagination. So to do something more along the lines of Norse mythology, and then to which without you know that that I think would be, and I bet and again based on the title of the movie being Ragnarok, somehow you sus- I suspect and the piece you know it would be logical that whatever vision he saw from the Scarlet Witch probably relates to the events that are going to happen to Thor in that movie. I want to see Sutter. In there, there's a lot of characters we haven't seen. We never saw Balder. They never introduced Balder, mm-hmm. which of course Balder is super critical to um, to the beginning. They never to set showed, Ragnarok off. They never showed the Enchantress either. No, that's true. They're overdue to put to put her in there too. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Black Panther. Yes. Uh, interesting. There's no Black Widow movie. Yes, it is interesting though. They did touch upon the fact that they plan on having Black Widow and the Hulk be big players in the that they're not gonna that they're not gonna disappear off the scene in between Avengers movies. That they're that so it's reasonable even if it's not, though it might still be <clears throat> Cap three, that we're going to see Black Widow and the Hulk in other Avengers mo- other the solo Avengers movies and stuff before they come together again for the Infinity War. I wonder so. I wonder if Hulk gets ejected into space, but rather than um Rather than uh, uh, Planet Hulk happening, he ends up somehow with the Guardians. There was, there was a. I know I was reading something today that had talked about that, but supposedly I don't know if it was the writer, you know, if, if the director, if Gunn or whatever, shot that down. Somebody shot it down. Some not not that, that not that you can necessarily take that as you know as absolute truth. Just because somebody denies it does not automatically mean that you, that it's not true, but. There was talk about that. That would that would. I just don't know in this movie how he would end up being shot off into space. Yeah. With Ult- with Ultron, I don't because Ultron seemingly is a planetary threat, not an interplanetary threat. Well, that doesn't mean Ultron himself can't do it. Yeah, but how is he going to do it? He built himself. <laughs> yeah, but that's. that's I, I don't know. I, I guess there, you, you could co- you could come up with a way. It's. I guess it's possible. But 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 it wouldn't. Really, if they really were planning on having him in other of the Aveng- other of the solo Avengers movies between now and then, then it wouldn't really wouldn't make sense because um, I, I unless it gets resolved in Guardians of the Galaxy, well, I would not. Well, that's what I'm saying. 
He gets sometime between uh, Avengers, or, uh, between Age of Ultron and Guardians of the Galaxy, regardless of what movie it happens in, Hulk gets shot off into space. He encounters the Guardians and Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, since they already introduced Thanos and you know have uh, have Gamora on their team and, and blah blah blah, know about and hear about uh, Thanos' plans to do or rumors or rumblings of his plans to attack Earth. This concerns Banner or Hulk and says, "I've been helping you guys. You come help me." Star Lord is from Earth. You know, and they, they, the end of the movie, they're heading towards Earth, you know, and that's how, you know, the Hulk ends up back on Earth and brings the Guardians with him so that they can go team up with the Avengers to go up against Thanos. It's possible. I wouldn't necessarily be against it either. Uh, but then again, they would just rekindle all that World War Hulk talk again just by shooting him into space. <laughs> yeah. yep. But Doctor Strange, I am interested in seeing how they're going to pull off Doc, pull off with. Doctor Strange. Um, I don't. Cumberbatch wouldn't have been my first. Wouldn't have been my first choice. I don't think. But he's certainly better than Joaquin Phoenix. And I think. And I think. My personal take is, without having any inside knowledge about this, I, I would suspect it was the commitment that was the issue for Joaquin Phoenix, not the money. <laughs> I just don't think he was going to be. I don't. I suspect. I suspect he wasn't really gung ho to committing to like six movies or something over like five, six years or more. As opposed to, so I think that's the key component. Marvel's been really good, with the exception of the Hulk, and of course the Hulk, they really until they, with the exception of Ed Norton, because technically that did fall under the blanket of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That they've been really good at being able to keep all the key players. I mean, I'm not going to count Terrence Howard because, you know, Terrence Howard may have thought that role was was super super important, but in all honesty, it really is. <laughs> to him, it was, and then I understand that, and I know he would. He was a more reliable star when you made the first Iron Man movie than uh, Robert Downey Jr. But Rhodey is not exactly the you know the most important character in the Marvel in the Marvel universe. But they've been really good at keeping the actors, and I think that's why they made sure these actors were willing to sign long-term deals because they they did not want to have to keep swapping out actors. Admit. So I think I would suspect that was the issue with Phoenix more that he didn't want to commit himself to a long-term thing, and obviously. Cumberbatch probably would make sense that he would be more willing to do that since he has certainly done a lot more pop culture things, and <clears throat> he'll do. I think he'll he'll do a good job. I think he'll do a good job though. Definitely, really enjoy Sherlock. Yeah, and if anything uh, speaks to his commitment to a project, it's Sherlock. <laughs> uh, let's see uh, feedback. Sure. Okay. So feedback, we're just going to kind of go through a little bit. I'm starting with um, on Twitter. We've got a tweet from uh, Cajun Sean uh, at LanternCast. Almost finished uh, listening to episode 199. No plans for 201. Hashtag threshold. <laughs> Moving on. And Scott said threshold or larf, please. <laughs> and uh, I think I responded. What did I say? I said... Uh, Oh, I said, you're killing me, guys. And Sean said, just do it get it over with so we can stop bugging you for it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Scott says, uh, comp- your competition only reviews GL comics they like. You stand out by reviewing these, and also it's very entertaining. And, and Scott said, chat it. Adds, adds to the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Scott said, chat, if you want us all to come back and help review Threshold, just let us know. <laughs> Lantern Cats for Life. 
Uh, Scott said, Mark Marble isn't on Twitter, so I don't believe this statement. Uh, which, uh, uh, I said, uh, hi, everybody. It's Chad Mark. We hated Threshold, so these guys are going to do it for us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's why he said that. Uh, and then he said, as fans were looking forward to the comedy that you and Mark would provide by reviewing Threshold. <laughs> they, they, they certainly are laying it on thick, if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> the five Threshold fans all have to be, all happen to be our Twitter fans. <laughs> and uh, Sean says, I may have been on a few, a few podcasts, but I'm not a reviewer. I'm a commentator and comic relief. <laughs> Uh, and then the next day, I posted an image on uh, Instagram of my uh, Alan Scott Lego figure. You seen that? Yes. Yes. So I posted a, a picture of it. So Jesse was asking about it. He said, "What? How? Where did you get this awesomeness? I'm so je- I'm so jealous." Uh, and I found it on eBay. Then um, you know we have a back and forth about that. Andy says, um, "Let's see here, Andy." Uh, I said. Uh, I, I said that the latest episode was up with Futures In when we had released that, and he says, uh, <laughs> if only my monthly care package from LC, my LCS would arrive, I'm still unable to listen to Eps 197 and 199. And I, I said, well, don't own Emerald Twilight, because that was already up. And he says, uh, he says, sorry, my mistake. I loved Emerald Twilight. Should have said I haven't been, been able to listen to Ep uh, 196. Um, and I said... He he joined in the the the, the threshold conversation. <laughs> would this mean that I would have to read it again? <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, "I vote for Larflees." <laughs> I would rather vote for Larflees too, because at least I know where all those issues are. For the sake for the sake of clarity, just to make it not to make it seem like I'm being an obstructionist here. <laughs> for the sake of being an obstructionist, anyway. I actually did make a concerted effort to try to locate all 12 issues of Threshold about two two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. And I thought it actually was going to be easier than it was, And but I've only found the first six. And if, So if we hadn't done any – if Jim and Dan hadn't even touched upon it, <laughs> then we would be set because at least we could do the first six issues. I don't know where they are. I bag a lot of comics together, so I'm assuming that they've been they're stuck behind other Green Lantern books that, I, that are just so the cover, the first book facing out in the bag is something I figured I might have I might have an interest in reading again, which clearly wouldn't be threshold. <laughs> so it's, I'm going to make an effort to try to find it again. So it's not really that I'm, up. and this is on me. You know, Chad more Chad is more willing to do it or more gung ho to do it than I am. I'm saying he's super gung-ho to do it, but he's much more, but he's more gung-ho and willing to do it than I am. I've been the one who's been the bigger stumbling block upon this or for this, but the reality is, it's right now it's a matter of just finding the issues, because I sure as hell do not plan on buying a trade of this thing. (laughs) (laughs) And then Flodo decided to join in. If you guys review Threshold, I'll commit by finish reading the damn thing. And then Phil said, no comment, I don't even recollect where I put those titles. Hashtag lost on purpose. <laughs> good man, Phil. You're a good man. And then Scott uh, assumes, and wrongly so, sounds like Andy and I are up for it, but you're probably are playing us and already have it recorded. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's our lost episode, guys. And it's such a lost episode, it will never see the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started posting that uh, episode 200 was uh, was coming. Um 
And then I posted it. Scott, it just showed up on my feed this morning. And then he kind of live tweeted. Uh, awesome opening. We made it uh, to the second segment of episode 200. I thought for sure we'd get buried in the back. <laughs> With him and the rest of the Twitter contingent. Nope. You guys made it to the second. Um, Scott said, I don't know about you guys, but I think we hit it out of the park. Thanks, Chad, for having us on. You're welcome. Um Thanks to Mark for allowing you guys on because he heard the segment and was like, eh, fuck those guys. Nice. <laughs> uh, no, that's not exactly what happened, guys. <laughs> not exactly, but, but wanna, roughly. But if you want to thank me for being on, feel free. <laughs> uh, Phil said, loved it, want to do it again. Uh, let's see, what did I say here? This is uh, – uh, Andy said he was looking forward to it. It's just for his commute tomorrow. And Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) And next year. Uh, Floto said, it was so weird recording with you. I kept forgetting that I wasn't just listening to you guys and the whole thing was live. (laughs) And then uh, he he gave us a shout out. Check out the awesome anniversary episode of LanternCast packed full of listener guest appearances, including me. (laughs) And then I I responded to that uh, awesome shout out. Uh, by saying, sounds like a Floto's page announcement post to me. <laughs> and he said, you say that. I'm already in the middle of posting it. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually did post a shout-out yeah, uh, over on Floto's good. page. You want to talk about that? Because you, you, you uh, actually uh, responded in comment. Like you posted a I, comment I on his blog. So I know, but I don't know what you want me to say about yeah, it. I, think, I, I just, believe I just, just elaborate I just on thanked, I just thanked him because it, it, it was an incredibly uh, a very kind and kind uh shout out that he gave us and we really appreciated those words but we also appreciated even more the fact that he was on with us and we we had we had fun that night or that morning as the case would be (laughs) (laughs) for us anyway and at least one other at at, at least uh let's see two other people uh listened to 200 that wouldn't otherwise have uh for floto's post uh between the pages says congratulations that is so cool i'm downloading the episode looking forward to hearing you on it uh and then scott said i know we're a hard act to follow but daryl banks does a pretty good job <laughs> that's right <laughs> uh and uh scott says it was great when Dwayne feenstra called <laughs> called out mark on how he pronounces oa <laughs> i don't necessarily know if he was calling me out so much oh wow <laughs> You know, to 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 be fair, when because uh, because Dwayne had said something in episode two hundred about you guys, the way you guys plural say Oa, I don't say it like that. I say no, you don't. I say Oa. Mark is the one that goes Oa. 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 No, I go Oa. Oa. I, I pronounce the letters Oa. <laughs> I do O and then I do Ah. That's the way of that's the way I've always pronounced it long before I. Just by reading it. You know, and I heard so. it, guys, too, when we first started recording, but I decided to make an executive decision and not call him out on it. I think it's hilarious that the listeners did it anyways. <laughs> like, because I know I know, probably I knew probably Jim would call you out on it, but I was like, well, who gives a shit? Everybody knows what he's talking about. <laughs> we'll just leave it alone. <laughs> but it's hilarious that you've everybody else but me <laughs> has been calling you out on it. <laughs> well... That's a slight exaggeration, but just more power to you there, Jack. <laughs> well, I, well, I'm calling you out now. <laughs> I don't mean that. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Uh, and then uh, Dwayne says, I'm trying to remember if I offended somebody else. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Scott said that was the only one I noticed in your segment. Uh, Dwayne says, I can't wait to come back on. Scott says... We can kiss those chances goodbye now. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Scott says it wouldn't be an anniversary episode without uh, Corwin on it. Great stuff. Uh, Andy says, listen to segment one. Excellent. You must review more Bronze Age. Hashtag destruction of Zanshi. That's a good idea. I don't think I've ever actually read that uh, comic. I know what happens, but I don't. Think I was going to actually... say, Lord knows we've heard about it a gazillion yeah. times. I don't think I know what actually. I don't. I don't think I've ever read the actual comic. I, you know, I know what happens, but I don't think I and you know how and why, but I don't think I've ever actually, you know, read panel to panel the uh, the issues that that took place in. Um, he says, also love the great shout out to a guy Gardner at the end. <laughs> Hashtag the one true lantern of Earth. <laughs> And he also says segment two is also great. We did a good job. Didn't embarrass myself. Thanks, guys. Uh, Sean says it's fun to be a part of a prod podcast. So we had a couple of days just of nothing but people, uh, uh, you know, reacting to episode two hundred. So that's awesome. Um, also have um, Scott saying I'm going to watch a bit of the GL movie right now along with your commentary. Uh, hopefully, yeah, you got along through it. Because not only if you got to stop, you got to pause movie and podcast at the same time. <laughs> give, give or take, you, you could survive being a second or two off, but yeah, you can't just you can't forget about it and do it 15 minutes later. Oops. <laughs> Floto said, "Did any of you ever see the GL director's cut? I hear it's a stronger movie, but I can't find it anywhere here in the UK." I said, uh, "Creative's response is, I really don't think it was bad as people made it out to be. It wasn't exactly Batman and Robin now." <laughs> No, it wasn't. And Flo said, I like it. Well, most of it anyway. Mind you, I like Batman and Robin better than the Val Killer movie. Hashtag am I strange. Hashtag yes. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, oh. And then I posted a, I posted a, uh, uh, a link about the uh, Green Lantern movie coming out in 2020. Jesse says, that seems like an eternity away. It's a travesty that they're putting Aquaman and Shazam ahead of GL. Yes and no. I think I think I even I said it in the episode, or one of us did, or maybe I just thought it and didn't say it. Um, GL needs a little bit of a break. <laughs> I I don't want him to have a break, but I think with Ryan Reynolds' star power behind a crappy movie, uh, I think they might need a a little bit of a breather before they leap into the solo movie sequence. Plus, I'm pretty excited for Shazam, Aquaman. I'm also excited for. But for some reason, something in the back of my mind is telling me Shazam's going to be awesome. 2020 is a long time. That's though. true. I mean, just let's think about all the different movies we've just gone over for Marvel. And that only takes us to 2019. <laughs> <laughs> 2020, even after what friggin' Cyborg. Um, I don't know. I I I kind of I agree with I agree with Jesse. I and I think I said that during the episode. It's a that's a long time to make us wait, especially when, yes, we, we kind of they, they probably are doing it at least partially to get the bad taste out of our mouths from the you know the 2011 movie. But there's so there's so many things they can do with the Green Lantern universe that it, it's you know to to have to wait like another six years pretty much to see it again, yeah. and that's assuming. Things go halfway according to their plan, and things and these and a lot of their movies are hits along the way, or else Green Lantern still might never see the light of day. Yeah. No pun intended. And Andy agrees with you. He says, "Great, it's and only six years to wait. A long time to maintain the enthusiasm." <laughs> but on the bright side, we can hope for Jessica Cruz, and that'll make the wait even worth, the, even more worth it. No, just you wait. 
Um, I, I have complained about no feedback from uh, episode 200 on the uh, uh, as far as emails uh, after it being over a week. And Jesse said, really enjoyed it. Nice to hear from the vets and newbies. I appreciate all the hard work y'all put into it. Thank you. Uh, uh, Andy says, it was great. Give us more classic Bronze Age coverage. What about Final Night? Not Bronze Age, I know, but what about it anyway? <laughs> and uh, Sean says, listeners are still recovering from its epic awesomeness. <laughs> Uh, Dan chimed in. Is the movie commentary for the theatrical version or the extended? Theatrical. Um, uh, I've caught up. All that's left is this and 400. <laughs> I mean 200. Now I just need the time to sit down and watch the movie. Um, and then uh, there were some posts by Scott saying, Hey guys, a line of Central City cop cars outside my office right now. Oh, and this too, the picture news. So it's a, a, a news van that says the Central City picture news. Hmm. Don't know what that is. I don't know if that's actual stuff or what. Uh, I, I probably should have followed up, but I, I had no idea what was happening there. Um, <laughs> Andy talked about our uh, episode 201. Uh, or was it 202? 201. Uh, he said, partway through, enjoy the news rama rant. <laughs> Hashtag say it like it is. Uh, and this is, should I, should, I, should I go through this or no? Yes, just yes. Okay, so... We we got we got uh, some tweets back. I mean, we're just going through uh, stuff right here, uh, like we promised. So I guess we should 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 mention it. We I got a response via Twitter from one of the editors of Newsarama, and uh, he said, "Thanks for the 15 minute shout out, Lantern Cast. Sorry, <laughs> sorry you don't like headlines that make people <laughs> click on articles. Winky face. Uh, that was funny." <laughs> And he said, and LanternCast, I will tell you, we're working on preview countdown changes for mobile. Stay tuned for that. Um, I, I, it was, I, will, I will give it this, guys. It was a civil conversation. Uh, he could have easily lashed right back, back out at us or called us out or been an ass. And it was none of those things. Uh, it was just uh, a cordial back and forth. With that. that was awesome. Uh, so shout out to uh, at the very the, at the very least this particular editor of Newsarama, if not Newsarama itself, for maintaining its cool. So that's cool. Um, and I said, you know, it's great news that you guys are gonna, you know, working on the preview countdown changes. I, I know a lot of people take issue with the viewer. I don't run and hide when people confront my opinion. <laughs> he says, yeah, it's not our favorite. Changes are coming. Just take some time in a corporate environment. Um, uh, I asked about the Arcus Chamuk thing. He said, that wasn't me, but it was uh, just a, uh, quote, for fun kind of thing. The header image was just the arm, not more of his obvious face look. Okay. Um, this is, uh, and it did about 10 times the views of any other GL preview, so it got more people interested in a GL issue, so there's that. A um, uh, couple other back and forth things. I'm not going to read the whole conversation. We did go back and forth. At one point, I almost asked, I almost was going to ask him to email, so we didn't have to keep tw tweeting each other like this. Um, uh, one one last thing, uh, he said, which you know, he makes a valid point here. I said, uh, 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 that's great. Personally, I find it misleading. That's all. Uh, and then he said, I, I also wanted to say it's it's funny that you were upset. Uh, it's funny that you were upset about wild, just for fun movie speculation, and then wildly speculated about movies twenty minutes later. <laughs> well, and, and and as a general idea, there's a point there, and, and the way he wrote it is funny, regardless. But there's a difference between trying to make it sound like you know this is a 
the whole Jessica Cruz, the whole Jessica Cruz thing was kind of like they were, they they kind of made the point of making it sound like this was a lot that there was some logic behind it, or even there was some, you know, there was just not necessarily momentum, but there was just, but there was a reason, a, a reasonable train of thought which would lead you to go in in this in this direction, and it's like, and, and with that article, it's like, I mean, come on, yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh, Scott said, "I'm listening to the Newsarama rant now." And then Jesse uh, said, in episode 201, it was cool hearing y'all mention my Tide's thrashing of A&M. Roll Tide. <laughs> I'm not necessarily an A&M fan, but I will say that they've been doing really good uh, uh, this year, despite their thrashing uh, by, by the Tide. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, speaking, speaking of the football talk, do you want to segue into the email? I mean, we might, we might as well, right? Because he sure. mentions the email, right? Uh, I mean, he mentions football in the email. He actually emailed us twice, so we have two emails from Jesse now. Oh wow! The other ones, the other ones, the other, yeah, he emailed us about before ten o'clock. That one's much shorter than, than the first than the first one. So we'll okay. do the we'll, so we will do the longer, bigger, the longer and more cover etchy. No, that's I think that says it. That says it all. We'll just do the longer one first. All right, so Jesse says, Hey, Chad Mark, I'm composing this message on my smartphone while I wait for the locksmith to come unlock my truck, so please forgive any typos. First, episode 200. I really enjoyed listening to all the new friends and old friends that we haven't heard on the podcast. A little while ago, I started listening to Sean Engel. I hope I spelled his name correctly. After you recommended his podcast. So it was especially good to hear him. It's nice to know that there are some Green Lantern fans closer to my age, I'm 42, instead of just young whippersnappers, and that he is brave enough to venture into the world of podcasting, or their world of podcasting. I mean, young whippersnappers. I'm 20. I had a conversation uh, with, with somebody at work today. It was like saying, and she had mentioned roller rinks and said, you're too young to remember those. <laughs> you know what? I know what roller rinks are. Um, I grew up listening to Led Zeppelin, ACDC, Frank Sinatra, Bing Crosby, <laughs> Ella Fitzgerald, all kinds of stuff. And for those of you who think I'm just listing off popular people and who really know classic rock, uh, and I'm not including Frank Sinatra and stuff in classic rock, but I was talking about ACDC, Led Zeppelin. Let me throw out to you Little River Band. <laughs> the generic person who knows about generic, quote-unquote, uh, classic rock does not listen to Little River Band. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so I believe that legitimizes my favorite car of all time, 1963 Corvette. So I am only 27. I get that. But trust me, I know more than you think. Ah, <laughs> oh, sorry. I had to get that out of there. Ageists. Okay. You ageists. Ageists. What are you? How old are you, Mark? 31? I wish. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm closer to Jesse, so maybe he didn't real maybe he didn't realize that. But so I'm representing the geezers too, there, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> oh my back! Well, yeah. Get off my lawn! It's 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 awesome that uh, you started listening to Sean for uh, because of us. That's awesome. I haven't heard of that before. If you guys started listening to a podcast because of us, I know we had it like on the older show, uh, like with Jim and Dan. Some people started listening like flashback and stuff. But uh, if you guys, if you guys have started listening, because I know I've mentioned Fire and Water several times, so if you started listening to any podcast because of us, or if you started listening to us because of other podcasts, let us know. I'd be curious about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you like when I say 
<sighs> Next? Next. Now on to episode 201. I'm excited for most of the DC movies that were announced, but I'm kind of peeved that Suicide Squad, Shazam, Aquaman, and even Cyborg are getting movies before Green Lantern. I hope we at least get to see some screen time from GL and the Justice League movies. If they don't make him one of the founding members, I'll be really, I'll really be pissed. I'm guessing that they'll use Jon Stewart in the movie because he was the main lantern in the Justice League cartoon and because the Ryan Reynolds movie did so poorly. I prefer Hal or even Kyle, but I, I can't, li- but I can live with them using John. I think, I think there's, I think we agree with you. I think if if they do anyone other than Hal, it's going to be John. But I really, really, really doubt they're not going to do Hal. Yeah, I think they're going to do Hal again. I think they're going to give it a shot. I mean, I don't see. I like we discussed again, and not, and thanks, thanks to our friends at Newsarama that got us going on this uh, originally. That uh, the reality is that if it's it's almost has to be John if it's not going to be Hal. It's hard to imagine them going with anybody else. The, the further you go down the line, it, the more you're gonna you're gonna disgruntle the at least the fan base you're hoping that, that you have in the bag, <laughs> right? For this movie, and like I said, that's why the Jessica Cruz thing didn't make any sense because you would have everybody in agreement going first who and then why. <laughs> <laughs> so it wouldn't make any sense. It's like you have when you have Green Lantern fans who don't want to see your movie. Then what's the what's the point, really? <laughs> so next paragraph. Uh, before I leave the topic of Green Lantern, which is interesting considering what <laughs> the top our podcast. But I'm kidding. I've really enjoyed the start of Godhead. At this point, I've only read up the New Guardians. I'm really interested to see what they end up doing with Kyle. Godhead looks like it will be the best storyline from the new creative team, and maybe even better than some of the events at the end of Jeff Johns' run. Yeah, I, I, we're, we're obviously guys. Uh, I'm probably not going to comment on that too much. I'll, I'll only say this because we're actually going to do a Godhead episode, of course, for the first act. Um, I'll, I'll just say I like it more than uh, I like it more than Mark does. I think, uh, and I, I also am in as of this moment, I'm in the same boat he just mentioned. He's he's only read up to New Guardians. I've only read up to New Guardians. I'm actually in that boat too because I didn't pick up my books yet this week. So since Red Lanterns were still sitting there from last week, I didn't. But my biggest, I had thought since since Core through, you know, I thought Core and New Guardians were good. I liked them. I have every reason to think I'm not going to be. Dra- my opinion's going to drastically. You know, swing back. The pendulum's not going to swing back dramatically with Red Lanterns and Sinestro, since those are books I usually like anyway. That being said, I still have a hard time thinking there's 16 or 17 issues worth of material in the storyline based on what we've seen so far. Right. It seems like there's going to be a lot of padding to make this last for three months and like 17 issues. That's a, that at the moment is my only real concern. Uh, but if it were continued, to, if the momentum continues the way it did. You know, having to me a so-so start with the first couple of episode issues, first couple of issues, and then picking up steam, much like in the big picture how the Durland thing did. It started off relatively eh, and then as we got closer to the end, not counting the final issue with the fatality knockoff, that it was really, really getting better as it went along. If we've already seen the quote-unquote worst of Godhead, and it just continues to get better all through Act Two and Act Three then I'll be really impressed and I will be the first to say yes this is not only 
this is probably not only the best thing the creative team has done so far as a whole, but since they've took over, but it would be better than a lot of the things Jeff Johns did at the end. But I'm still skeptical just based on the number of issues we still have to go on this. And they already seem to have played their hand about where the lantern rings play in and where they don't, in the, you know, and versus Kyle that they seem to be kind of, kind of, I'm sure they're going to get, we're going to get curveballs, but it seems they're going in one direction now by the end of act one. And if they don't throw us a lot of curveballs, they'll throw it up. It seems like that's a lot of issues to pad just to get from point A to point B then. But that's, that's my only real concern with that. So his next point, you know, y'all talked about who will be the lead in the female, uh, the led Sp- Spider-Man spinoff movie. The only one that makes sense to me is Black Cat. She's probably the most prominent female character in his life other than Mary Jane or Aunt May. Regarding casting call information that Chad had, I think maybe the Spider-Woman call was for Netflix's Jessica Drew series. I assume that's the Spider-Woman you were talking about. I know that Netflix is making a Daredevil series, and I thought I heard about one with Spider-Woman. I know that my daughter would be really excited about a Black Cat movie. That is her favorite character. Yeah. Um, we've, actually, we've talked about most of that, actually. Right. We, we did. Uh, and even even if uh, the casting call was for a TV series, it was for Sony, not for Marvel. The Netflix stuff is Marvel Studios-based. Yep, that is true. Yeah. Uh, his next point is about X-Men Apocalypse. He goes, the one Marvel movie that catches my attention, well, even though it's a Fox movie, but I, we know what he means, other than the ones in the Avengers movie universe is X-Men Apocalypse. I assume this is... I'm not sure what that's supposed to be. Uh, this is probably borrowing from... Yeah. Yeah, this borrowing from the event in the late 80s, the one where Apocalypse turned Angel into death and he later became Archangel. Uh, this, this, that storyline in Crisis on Infinite Earths were what really got me into comics. We really don't know what, how much of like the Age of Apocalypse and all those things, and, every, and any of those classic apocalypse storylines are going to be merged into this the fact that they're in the 80s the fact that again even though we know the timeline has been completely changed after days of future past we still think there's going to be we really can't expect to see um, i mean they could recast a younger cyclops and a younger Jean gray and things like that but we really don't know other than the fact that it's safe to say professor x magneto beast um Mystique and Gambit are the ones I think the only ones we absolutely and uh, Quicksilver. They have confirmed that Quicksilver, at least, is going to be in in some capacity, going to be in Age of Apoc- uh, X Men Apocalypse. But other than that, it really is a crapshoot at this point which X Men that they kind of put in. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. More football talk, Chad. <laughs> Finally, I enjoyed your football discussion, especially when you mentioned Alabama's crushing defeat of Texas A&M. I haven't looked at that team since. I don't know if this is where it gets messy again. Uh, haven't. Oh, I haven't. I think it's like I haven't liked that team since they tolerated and maybe even encouraged Johnny Manziel's behavior. So roll tide. I haven't had much interest in the NFL in a long time, but it was interesting to hear that Chad is a Panthers fan. I live in South Carolina, so there are a lot of Panthers fans around. Uh, around around here, it's mostly about college football. My family is all Bama fans, mainly because my wife and I graduated from there. Makes perfect sense. I'm surrounded by mostly Clemson fans and a few South Carolina fans. Give me some Panthers gear for free. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe maybe where the R where the R I P written on it says the Saints just beat the shit out of them tonight. Yeah, oh, God. Twenty. I think it was twenty eight to ten. I think. The that makes uh, the Panthers three five and one on the season. Uh, three wins, five losses. And they've lost a lot. How many games have they lost at home now? Uh, I don't know. And one tie. Oh, God. I, yeah, but, it's... hey, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I am not a Fairweather fan. Uh, I'm a Panthers fan through and through. I'm a, I'm a Texas Tech fan through and through. They are crapping. Both teams are crapping all over me this season. But, hey, they're my teams. I'm going to stick by them. <laughs> uh, and they've lost three games at home, I just checked. Yeah. So that's not good either. Yeah. Uh, so almost in the home stretch with his. Yeah, well, I guess that's. Out. Yep. Well, I guess that's enough for now. I'm surprised I was able to write this much on my phone without going completely crazy. It helps that I have Android with that swipe to type feature or whatever it's called, and short of ha- and short of having to do instead of having to thumb type. Even on my phone, I end up worrying more than I originally intended. Uh, by the by, the way, the locksmith came about halfway through this message and got me into my truck. I'm finishing while waiting for my son's football practice to end. Keep up the good work. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on Godhead. It's an inten- it's an intangible uh, uh, award, but best email we've gotten since Mark and I took the show. <laughs> <laughs> and his final and his second email is short but sweet and stuff we can. We can actually answer without having to wait for the Godhead episode. It's like, I've been, hi again, Chad and Mark. I've enjoyed the review of Kyle's beginning. While listening, I thought of something. I've been one, I've been wondering for a while. Is the Mongol that destroyed Coast City the same one from the stuff around Sinestro Core War and Blackest Night? I had the impression that it wasn't, that the, that the later one was a son of the one that destroyed Coast City. But I can't remember where I got that idea. Uh, well, he got that idea because it's true. Yeah, the, the, yeah, it's 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 true. Now, whether it's true in current continuity, don't know. I know because that that sneak preview of a of the the issue down in a few after Godhead ends, it might be the first issue of Sinestro after Godhead ends, which has Sinestro and Arkillo duking it out with Mongol, and somehow they are based on the at least the write up for that. You know, for that issue, the solicit for that issue, they're making it sound like this Mongol does still have core ties to the Sinestro core. So that doesn't that's going to be a lot of reconciliation <laughs> to make those things work, especially with that little origin piece that we saw in uh, Villains Month. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I want to I really want our I, I, and we're going to talk about this when we get to Godhead, but I really want Arkillo to get his day in the sun because he's really getting the shaft. Yeah, Definitely. He really is getting the shaft. I would, I mean, I would have loved for him. I mean, again, we don't even know how much of this Arkillo. I mean, how much of this uh, Mongol is that Mongol? But I would have loved to have a rematch where Mongol got his ass kicked by Arkillo, whether he ripped his tongue out in retaliation or not. Just to, just to, because Arkillo is such a loyal. He's not. We know he's not a great quote unquote human being, but he's a loyal soldier to Sinestro, and he keeps getting the shitty end of the stick <laughs> all the time. <laughs> definitely uh and uh we're wrapping up the episode here but i just gotta make sure i follow through because i said we we're gonna do facebook and we did mostly twitter um uh just wanted to give a shout out to Kay. uh liked uh, the post about the uh green lantern versus sinestro lego set I took a uh, found a bunch of pictures close-up images of the set built online uh in display case and posted those so it looks pretty cool still upset that it's not completely translucent uh, but whatever. Um, 
Batman's in it for some reason. Uh, and to that effect, I posted images of the box art for all of the uh, DC Comics, the 2015 DC Comics Lego sets that they have announced. Um, uh, Tyler K and Adam liked it. Andre <laughs> responded, said, or Andy responded, uh, said, said nothing. Uh, something's wrong with that Dark Side set. There's no Batman in it. <laughs> and Dan said it'll get recalled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was a good one. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, Jeff and Dwayne uh, liked uh, the uh, uh, link we posted to Flodo's uh, post about uh, episode 200. Um, I had also uh, no uh, Mark. Mark posted uh, one of our more popular posts uh, in recent uh, days. Uh, since Chad is going to be exiled in Puerto Rico for a few days, I plan on doing another Ring Cyclopedia episode. Pick a battery ring prop. People, blue or orange. Dylan says blue. We need more Saint Walker. Dan says this is Mark's golden opportunity to completely claim <laughs> the podcast as own, replace Chad, and change all the locks. <laughs> and, and, and you should be you should be appreciative of the fact that I really didn't do it. <laughs> Mark doesn't know how to change the locks yet, though. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sure Jim and Dan would have been more than happy to give me a five second tutorial. <laughs> um, Kay says blue. I love the Blue Lanterns. Ryan says orange. Jim says I choose the DC Direct Kyle style silver ring from the '90s, the one with the box warning, folks, that it doesn't actually give you powers. <laughs> Juan says orange. Sean says, I want orange. I demand orange. The orange is mine. Please do orange. Uh, and then you responded that you can actually do the Kyle one. Uh, which I have. Which at this point we have. And then and Dan, yes, I can drift it off into a Pokemon-esque power grab. Mine, mine, mine. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, Jim says the orange power battery ring entry is going to feature a 40-minute rant about something completely unrelated. <laughs> Mark, the director's cut will document everything so you get to the 70-minute mark where the packaging for the battery is finally opened. <laughs> Chad voted blue. Uh, not me. Uh, uh, you said you'd do blue. And then uh, Dwayne says, the rumor has it, you're looking for a new co-host. I'll throw my hat in the ring. <laughs> God. Look what Dan starts. I know, right? It was funny, though. Um, I will be doing the orange battery soon, by the way. And then I made a post or two from, from Puerto Rico. I posted a picture of Tejas de Brazil uh, uh, from Puerto Rico. I said, what do you think, dear listeners? Should I? And a couple of people caught the reference and uh, responded. Uh, uh, Corwin said yes. Andre said, as long as there's gelato later, isn't that how the story goes? And yes, that is how the story goes. And then Russell said, there's one in Columbus. It's delicious. And Scott said, it's the sky blue. <laughs> Uh, no, it was a, it was actually dark at the time I posted that. Um, but I posted, I said, evidently there's one in Austin. Nobody told me this, so I'm going to wait until I get home because that's a $40 investment, and my sister doesn't want to spend that much. Besides, I should probably save that just in case any unexpected travel expenses pop up. Which is true. There was a couple things that popped up, so it was good I waited. And to be fair, I don't think my sister understood the level of excitement that I had with, for seeing a Tejas de Brazil. <laughs> Because she doesn't listen to this, <laughs> so she doesn't she, she doesn't know. Um, and you know, if she doesn't understand the level of excitement, had never heard of it before, never heard anybody else talk about it before. Asking her to spend forty dollars on a meal probably <laughs> wasn't wasn't the wasn't in in the cards for her. And by the way, the there isn't one in Austin. There's one in San Antonio, which is doable, but I'd have to make a. I'd have to find a reason to go to San Antonio other than just uh, Tejas de Brazil. 
Um, you posted about uh, Godhead and Beyond, the the NYC panel. Yes. Uh, I didn't read that article. So do you want to talk about uh, any of that? Are you on Facebook? Yeah, give me a second. I'll pull it up. But I remember most of it anyway. There really wasn't. There really wasn't much news that came out related to what they're going to be doing with Green Lantern in the near future. The close. They didn't. Uh, Robert Venditti did hint about because I think somebody asked him about some somehow related to the beginning of Godhead and also the future's end issue with uh, Relic and Relic coming back. So they asked him about whether that was going to be happening anytime soon or whether whether we could expect to see him and he pretty much kind of gave a very somewhat cryptic but pretty much straight you know pretty much reading between the lines answer that yes that uh we can expect that we can expect relic to reach relic to return um the that we're, we should be seeing a bunch of hal solo adventures once uh once godhead comes to an end that we can actually expect to start seeing something which should make in now in theory it should make a lot of us happy that you know how it'll be more of a hal centric you know storyline or that that's going to you know that's something we haven't really seen a lot is going to be present but of course sometimes you get thrown curveballs that you kind of get what you want but again you kind of be <laughs> kind of be careful what you wish for and it's that was that was pretty much it. They they did ask him who his favorite lantern was, and he actually said Saint Walker, which is kind of the irony that they you know they wiped out all the blue lanterns. <laughs> but there that was that was pretty much it. That uh, the, the those little tidbits that there wasn't going to be there really wasn't much. Kind of disappointing in a way. Yeah. Kind of thought there would be a little bit more to uh, news coming out, but as we know, Greenland, uh, it's kind of been relatively quiet lately. Yeah. As far as Green Lantern, even even with Godhead being seemingly such a, seemingly a big deal, it's you know Green Lantern as far as its relevance in the DC universe just doesn't seem to be uh, as big or as important. Yeah. So, despite all the places the character and the concept shows up, yeah, uh, that's true. Sergio said in response to that article, I've I've actually tuned out on GL, turning my attention toward New Guardians instead. The stories. Se- seem more interesting and don't tend to ramble on and on ad nauseum. On top of that, it's looking more and more like Kyle took Hal's ex since old Hal can't commit to anyone for longer than a few days. Yep. Um, I posted a, a, a collection of images I found on Instagram of some cosplayers at New York Comic Con, uh, and Shannon responded uh, that it was her. She goes by Ninja Shani uh, over on Instagram, uh, and she posted a way to like the page. Uh, I, I do follow her on Instagram. That's how I found one of those pictures, but I couldn't find the others. Tyler shouted out uh, Christina Michelle uh, as uh, the group of action-packed cosplay. So thanks, guys, for uh, posting on there uh, and giving due shout-out to those cosplayers. Um, you posted the, the Blue Lantern and Ring Prop Replica review, and Lance, K, Dwayne, and Jim shouted that out. Um Actually, something uh, I was as I was boarding uh, uh, one of my flights, I posted. As I'm boarding my flight from Miami to Charlotte, North Carolina, I noticed a sign warning that is a federal crime to stuff papers or other items into any of the locks leading to the runway. On this sign, a child had placed a sticker. That sticker was of Green Lantern. Unfortunately, in the rush to board the plane, I wasn't able to take a picture, but I see it as a good omen. That is every bit true. And obviously, it was a good omen because your plane did land. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Indeed. And you were in quarantine for 21 days. 
Uh, we got several comments on our link to the news that uh, uh, of DC's uh, plans for movies. So rather than read all the comments, thanks to Joseph, uh, to Jim, to Dan, um, and to Andre, Justin, Jackie, and uh, Quinjil for uh, commenting and liking on that post. And thanks for your feedback there. Uh, and then we're also posted the 1998 Green Lantern ring. Yep. Yep. I like that one. I think uh, that along with the Blue Lantern one, I think those are the two best ones I've done so far. The white one, I like the white battery a little better than the blue, but I think as a review, I think I probably did a little bit better with the blue. Uh, On October 21st, Jim was a douchebag. Uh, He he, uh, hijacked our uh, thing. He said, hi, folks, Jim here, former former host and current Sliders caster. I'm hijacking the feed for a minute since Chad still hasn't posted a new episode. If you head on over to our Silas Cast website or check out the feed on iTunes, we have 13 awesome episodes for your listening pleasure. But take note, if you're not that big into sliders, Dan and I do a comic review in episode 12, and episode 11 is just me and fellow Long Islander discussing geeky stuff in general. So while you wait for Chad to get his head back in the game, here's some other fun stuff out. There's some other fun stuff out there for you. And I responded in kind. I post on Tuesdays, meaning I'm not late, meaning chill out <laughs> he said ah, i thought it was wednesday wednesday already whatever i still wanted the shameless self-promotion <laughs> sliders cast and he, post, and he post the website link again <laughs> that was that was a classic and thanks for everybody who liked that post uh you know forget liking the posts about actual green lantern stuff let's let's like post and encourage jim being a douchebag uh thanks we were hacked so thanks to lance juan uh, Dwayne and Ryan for that. <laughs> uh, and then I posted about 201 being up. Uh, Dwayne said, by the way, that was me on the voicemail. And you, you called it. You called it. Yeah, just, based on what he said, I kind of, and based on, there were a few things. I think the area code, too, is what's from between that and the content made, made me think it was. And uh, thanks to Sean, lastly, about episode 202. I said, Sean Engel, we're encroaching on your territory, man. Look out. And you said, to Chad continues to make friends across the world, social media, first news Rama, now Sean. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then Sean says, uh, the pond is big enough for all of us to swim in. I look forward to listening to the show, and it wouldn't be beyond the realm of possibilities that you'll do a better job than I did. And you said, you're too kind, Sean, at least to Chad. <laughs> uh, it's good that we all have fun like this once in a while. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's that. We are caught up on Facebook and Twitter. Huzzah! And thank you so much to Jesse for those emails, dude. Especially that big long one. It was. It was. Uh, I've been really busy the past couple of days and some changes at work and, and blah blah blah. But um, it was so cool because I, I do log on. I try to log on at least once a day to see if we have a new email in, in the LanternCast email feed or a new voicemail. And it was cool not only to see a new email, but I kind of take it for granted that the emails are just going to be like a paragraph. And I can, you know, just go, okay, I just got to remember we got to talk about that. When I, when I you know, opened up the email and saw it was like several paragraphs, I was like, awesome. <laughs> I was, that was really cool to see. So, uh, I mean, thanks for everybody for all the feedback you always give us, but thanks in particular this time to Jesse for that super long email. That was really cool to see. Yes, it was, it was very nicely, even, even with going with, you know, working from your phone and, 
you done good and we appreciate it. <laughs> exactly. So if people do want to send a super, super long emails or contact us in some way, what would they do? They probably would email us, lanterncast at gmail.com. They would send it to lanterncast at gmail.com. <laughs> they could visit our website, which surprisingly is lanterncast.com. You can check out our forums, check out our ring encyclopedia, check out galleries, check out movie reviews, products of the week, blogs. You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, use hashtag GLCast to find us on both. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. If you like us on iTunes, please leave us a positive review. Last but not least, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, call us at 708-LANTERN, 708-LANTERN, or as Chad preferred, 708-LANTERN, and let us know what you think. All right, guys, I'm guessing next time around is Godhead or something else. Probably something else. It. <laughs> no, it probably will be Godhead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unless, unless, unless DC tries to out Marvel, Marvel, and come up with uh, their fa- their Phase Two announcement to cover to 2030, then maybe we'll have to interrupt again. Yeah. <laughs> or casting announced. That would be nice. Casting news. And then Where's Green Lantern. And then soon after will be an episode you guys have been asking for for a little bit uh, recently. No, not Threshold. And no, that's not a fake out either. God. <laughs> Mark knows what I'm talking about. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yes, yes. I especially know what we're talking about. <laughs> now that you said that, for a minute, just you actually did have me confused, but now I know exactly where we're going with it. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Good night, everybody. Good night.